two. Welcome to uh, Major League, uh, Major League Bruises podcast number three, week three. Uh, happy Jackie Robinson Day. I'm your host, the Commissioner Los Dodgers, and with me is Brody in the Crocs. Brody in the Crocs. Happy uh, Jackie Robinson Day, Brody. Happy Jackie Robinson to you too. Cheers. 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 Everybody wearing number forty-two today in honor of Jackie Robinson Day. Um, so uh, we got a lot of good stuff for you guys today. Ho- hopefully, you guys enjoy it. Uh, we're going to ha- get right into it. We only have an hour time limit. So the first thing we're going to do is uh, look at last week's matchups. So let's start with the first one. The first one we got is, well, it's going to show me and um, and the rookie. Well, actually, that's this week. Never mind. And me and go, me and the runs, um, I got the runs, you know, I, I got the runs this time. You want to start with this one, huh? <laughs> well, that's how it goes first. If I look at it, I'm the first matchup. You know, I don't know. Let's just go through it. But no, we'll take it, man. I think I think I did pretty good. You know, we were pretty close here and there. You know, I think I could, my pitching could have probably done a little bit better, but it is what it is. I'll take the W. I'll take the ten. All right. You um, did, uh, I mean, when when you're in a matchup, you know. There's a lot of things that go in between you and the matchup as far as picking up player mm-hmm. strategy and stuff like that. Any special, anything special that you saw when you faced uh, who got runs? Because I mean, he's a two-time defending champion. So um, I, I've seen it, uh, the stat padding come in to effect. <laughs> you know the the usual. Okay. Um, I seen him through at least starting Tuesday. He he was either adding a pitcher or something. Um, you know, I think I think he knew it was going to be close. I think he went and counted my pitchers and everything else. And um. But I noticed that, so I added a few pitchers of my own. We, I only lost by four innings, the category. So I think I was right there. Um, I probably I probably could have made another move or so, but I think it's still early. I don't want to use moves just to beat a guy, you know, during the week. Right. So I'll take the W like that. Okay. Yeah. Um, it, you know, it was an interesting matchup. I mean, obviously you wanted to beat him because, uh, you know, he is a two-time defending champion and he is a fucking Hilton. Um <laughs> But it, it was really close. There's a lot of categories that you guys were close in on, you know. Um, but it, overall, it was a good matchup. I enjoyed kind of watching it and keeping an eye on it. You know, I, I enjoy stats a lot. So um, good for you guys. I mean, that was a good matchup. But uh, next one, we'll go into. Um, let's go into Gnu and the Mons. Gnu and the Mons. Gnu and the Mons. Uh, uh, you know, I, I, there was a lot of close categories here, and I think it could have been easily eleven to five in favor of the Mons. But I think Gnu limited to, you know, as far as his pitching and his hitting, 
that he was able to actually stay in in there. I know he had to pick up a couple of pitchers as well just to kind of, you know, he only won innings by three three innings. So there was a little bit of maneuvering there. You know, uh, stats, I mean, categories count uh, as much right now as they do at the end of the year, you know? Exactly. So if, if you have the moves, if you have the players to drop, it's, it's good to try and pick up extra categories mm-hmm. this early on in the season because uh, you can't pick them up later on. Once you miss your opportunity, you missed it, you know? Yep. But I think this was a good matchup, 8-9. I think uh, the majority of our matches were really, really close. I think the biggest gap was 10-7, to and we had uh, th- three three teams like that. But all the other ones were only decided by one or two categories, right? Yeah. So, uh, very good matchup, too. Yeah, it was very close. Um, same thing, Um, you know, pitching, Um, I, um the Mons got lucky on a few of those where, you know, his, <laughs> it, 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 I'm saying luck because his, his pitchers got rocked, but they went out with the no decision, so... You know the losses is only one one game difference, so right, right. that that to me that changed a lot. I think right. that could have either gone in nine eight the other way, yeah. you know, maybe maybe another ten seven, but you know that that's the flow of it. Um, uh, they 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 did add a few in there, but I, overall they weren't really chasing like categories. They, right, right. they made moves to see to even it out. I right. like that. It could have been closer. Okay, good. Uh, next, uh, we'll we'll look at um, the luckiest guy in uh, fantasy baseball. Cayman Ryder is beaten off constantly. The faker. He beat off constantly, dude. He beat off constantly, dude. <laughs> <laughs> uh, again, no I, pun I th- intended. I think I, again, I, it's just it's an easy matchup for Cayman. You know, he's got the Mons this week, so I think it's it's gonna even out a little bit. But um, you know, I've constantly gave him a fight. You know, there's a lo- there's a lot of categories that are really close. It's ten to seven. It's not that big a difference, you know. But um, he lost strikeouts by three, um, you know. So runs by three. Yeah, runs by one. By one. Yeah. So um, you know, if if, if uh, he would have started maybe Peralta, he would have tied in in home runs. <laughs> <laughs> uh, wait, did, wait, wait. What? <laughs> didn't he get, ask you for advice about that move? No. Uh, this is what happened, guys, and and this is this is not collusion. Uh, it's more of a conspiracy uh, against Cayman, but I looked, you know, and 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 this is because Off constantly has a knack for not setting his lineup, and you know he's do- he he's been doing pretty good this year so far in two weeks, but on Sunday I noticed that he he Peralta had the day off, and uh, he so he wasn't playing, so he had a guy on his bench. So I texted him. I said, "Hey, this guy's not playing. You should you know replace him." So he never responded, never acknowledged my my you know me just kind of keeping an eye on his matchup. So, but he ended up replacing them. It turns out Peralta fucking comes in in the seventh inning and hits a fucking pinch hit home run. <laughs> <laughs> so two hours later, he texts me. He says, "You piece of shit." <laughs> so I, you know, I I mean. How was I the fuck supposed to know that this guy's gonna pitch hit a home run? Right. Give me you know? the lottery numbers. Didn't happen. I was just trying to conspire against Cayman to give him an additional loss in the category, you know? Because Cayman's right now riding his high horse. Cayman's riding around, trying to swing his dick around, trying to say, I'm in first place. I know that if he was here, that's that's what this yeah, he already, podcast he already, would be focused on. He already, he already, I think he already <laughs> said something where my I'm undefeated, my two week <laughs> Undefeated streak, like, like two weeks, like, yeah, come on, man, like, come right, on, like, right. So, um, I think everybody wants the Cayman to lose, and I think he'll lose this week, but yeah, uh, just, that's just a little uh, fun backstory. Uh, nothing but love for you, though, Cayman. 
Really? Yeah. So uh, next, um, you know, uh, we'll we'll do my matchup: uh, the White Knucklers against the Dodgers. Who? The White Knucklers, dude. Exactly, dude. The Rook, dude. Fucking Rook. Um, honestly, this was decided on Friday when I hit seven home runs and uh, uh, got 20, 20 hits and hit almost five hundred. It kind of separated us in the, in, in the hitting because we were really, really close. Um, but, you know, just to quote the great uh, Cal Norton Jr. from uh, Talladega Nights, I'm a little confused by your tactics right now. <laughs> I'm going uh, to keep acting tough until I figure it out. <laughs> Abracadabra, Holmes. And this is why I say that. He picked up Sabathia. I picked up, you know, I, was, I, I had my answer about that. He picked up Sabathia for Saturday. I'm like, okay, he's picking up players because he wants to challenge me and wins uh, or, or ERA or strikeouts, right? He's that and, patty. And it makes sense. It made sense, right? But then he turns around and after Davies from Milwaukee had a good pitching game against the Dodgers, he dropped Sabathia and picked up Davies. But he can't use Davies until like Thursday. So it kind of at that point now he's not challenging for innings anymore. So it kind of he wasted a move with Sabathia because even though Sabathia pitched good for five innings, I think he had two hits. He dropped them, and it didn't help him he, win he, a category. The the rook always. I'm gonna say now he's notorious for making moves when he doesn't need to make the move. That exactly loses in his disbelief like. What what is what is he thinking? Like you know, but this is a rookie. We're not here to manage his team and let him do rookie yeah. rookie things and let him do his thing and see how it turns out for him. Yeah, but I, I was, see your point. I was just a little confused there because I thought he was going to come and challenge me, and then he kind of maybe he changed his mind because I picked up a pitcher on Saturday. I don't know, but you know that's that's kind of the intricacies that happen within the game, right? That, that mm-hmm. we all don't see, but I I saw it. Yeah. <laughs> All right, the next um, we have is white on white crime, dude. This this is this is the upset of the year so far. I mean, I, I want to really talk about this matchup because <laughs> droids, the the real droids. You know, this guy we had him we had him winning the championship already, and he cut, he he wins twenty one home runs to two. He takes almost every single hitting category, but then he loses every single pitching category. <laughs> <laughs> so it's it's you know it's like it's a real definition of you really have to have balance in your team. Mm-hmm. You know, it, you can hit twenty one home runs, but if your ERA is six point twenty five, you're gonna lose to no name. She so letting the White Walkers, freaking Mexicans, everyone's crossing that fucking border, dude. <laughs> fucking six twenty five, dude. Jeez. What am I buying a six pack? <laughs> Ridiculous. But it it was it was fun to watch. I mean. I think Droids by Tuesday he had like twelve home runs. It was ridiculous. I think, man. I think it's time we stop riding Droids horses, dude. Like every time we get on his high horses, like I think in any fantasy where he's doing good and do we jinx him? We, we give him pro- like props and, and we're like, you're good, you're 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 a contender. It backfires, dude. Like <laughs> he fucking sucks the following week. Like what the fuck, Droids? Like we just sucked you up left and right the week before. And fucking over here, next thing you know, you're fucking like, is this the same guy we were talking about last week? 
It's like a turtle, dude. It's like we talk good about him, and then he shrivels up and is and sneaks back in, dude. He, go, he goes in his he goes in his in his freaking in his turtle shell, dude. Yeah, dude. He disappears, dude. That ginger dick, it's gone, dude. <laughs> oh wow! But uh, that was fun to watch. Uh, I, I was surprising matchup, but um, a matchup of the week. Matchup of the week. W e e k and e a k. Because we weren't expecting a good matchup out of this. Oh damn! I, I, we, we, I mean, well, we. Well, Mighty Blues officially a bye week. That's that's what and, we're and, calling and, them, right? Right, and, and and Los Halos couldn't beat them, so that's why we weren't expecting this. It was a it was a good close matchup. If you look at every single category, most of the categories were won by 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 three or less stats in there. You know, um, fucking innings by by two outs. Uh, you know, so it was a lo- really, really, really close. It could have been a tie, dude. It could have been a tie, dude. It could have had a first tie ever, dude. Uh, it but, was looking good, dude. <laughs> but I, I mean, yeah, Los, uh, Los Halos. If, if you can't beat Mighty Blue in his nineteen ninety team, I, I don't know what to tell you, brother. You know, Jesus, nineteen ninety five Indian squad. <laughs> Man, I don't, I don't know what it is. Uh, but you know, it's like there's a lot of ups to look at both teams, right? You know, um, they put numbers up. They put numbers up. That's what I'm saying. So there's a lot of upside. Um, you know, it's still only two weeks, guys. We still have to. Yeah, it's still a long you know, time. You, Figure you, out our teams. It's still exactly. we're still experimenting. It's not nothing's official on our team. Exactly. Exactly. Baseball is a whole different fucking animal, dude. Exactly. So um, those are the matchups for uh, for last week, guys. Um, next, we want to do uh, continue our who's a faker and who's for real. I think last week we said that um, I think it was droids uh, we had on that was for real. That was for real. Uh, and then uh, a bunch of fakers, right? Yeah. But who who th- that kind of change? It's going to change from week to week, right? Yeah, it, I think I think to me it's going to change until probably leading up to playoffs. Right, right. Because by playoffs we're going to know who's real and who's a faker, mm-hmm. you know. But I think every week is going to change mm-hmm. based on what they do and what they don't do each week coming right. up. So. So I, think, think? I think we should always tell everyone if they're real or not every week. I think still think Cayman's a faker. I still think he's a faker too. I think I think he took advantage of off, off constantly. He kept throwing them off with his yeah. with his trolling of of playoffs last year. And yeah. he's still he's still messing with them, dude. So I think he trolled his way into another victory right there. Um, I think if Cayman takes out the Mons and convincingly, not nine to eight, if he takes him out twelve to five. I'll, I can jump on Kane's bandwagon. 10 to 7? No, no, no. A little 11, bit more than that. 11, 10 11 to 7, to I think. At least 11 to 6, 12 5, maybe something around there. I'll, I can jump on Kane's bandwagon for a little bit. But until then, he's a faker. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Bag. Bag. <laughs> what about uh, who, who's uh, who's for real? What about who got runs? What do you think now? Last week, we were shaky on him. Yeah, I mean, you know, you beat him, obviously, but he's still in second place. Yeah, you know, and but you, he, be, you beat he, him ten to seven, so yeah. it's still there. So I mean, I still think, and I, I, we still got to see more. I think we got to see think, more. We got to see more, but but he's you, not a faker. I don't think he's a faker. I think when when you're looking at the top six, those are the playoff teams, right? Mm-hmm. You have to, you would have to pick someone there that who's for real. Um, and to me, it's still between who got runs and Droids. Even Droids lost. Um, his, his power is for real. If he can get some pitching or maybe a tra- couple of trades or maybe a good pickup in pitching where he can uh, 
level that out. Maybe that's what hey, I was gonna say. He needs if, some balance. If he wins two or three pitching categories, he, he's, he's golden, good. right? He's so because yeah. his hitting's, his I, hitting's through the roof, solid, you know. Yeah. So so I think I think uh, droids and who got runs. I think he's still somebody to reckon with. Yeah, you don't want to. I agree. Um, Los Doyers. Um, yeah. I, I think you're balanced. I'm talking about balance. I think your team is still balanced. Dude. I'm, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. No, I'm, I'm not sucking him up. No, not <laughs> I'm just saying he does have a good team so far. He's and he's still undefeated. He, he's actually showing some undefeatedness. Yeah. Not like Cayman's. I'm winning the close ones, and then you know yeah. I, I'm, I'm I'm picking my spots where I pick up players. And then stuff we got like the that. Mons. But and the Mons. Um, the Mons always somebody to reckon with. You know, uh, just like Cayman said last podcast, oh, you, you know, I've made playoffs four to five years. Mons never missed a playoffs in football or baseball. So this is a guy that you always got to look out for. You know, so. This might be the year, Mons. Yeah, I mean, if, if, if we do our homework and we all team up against the Mons, if everybody beats them nine to eight, I think we can <laughs> eliminate them for the playoffs. <laughs> <laughs> Without all right, colluding. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Um, all right, guys. So that does it for um, for the who's a faker and who's for real. Um, next up, we wanted to kind of go over a little bit of fantasy stats. Um, you guys can actually find these if you go onto your laptop uh, to your computer, not on your phone yet. But if you go into um, the record book, you'll be able to find um, our, our 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 own stats per team for pitching and for hitting. Um, so a couple things that really stick out. To me, um, Cayman's in first place, and he's actually leading fantasy with the 286 batting average um, and 15 stolen uh, 15 stolen bases. So he's leading in those two categories. Um, I think he's solid across the board uh, on everything else. But that's what sticks out: the average to me, and then um, also Droids with 48 home runs. That's, that's uh, the second player that has the best is me at 33 and who's got runs at 33 so he's beating us by 15 home runs already and obviously the home runs accounts for hits and runs you know so he he he's actually tops with um brody on the crocs with in in ops and that includes uh you know um on base percentage plus slugging right so um really really interesting to look at joy's team he leads the league in runs with 118, hits with 187, and home runs with 448. Um, what else do you see with when it comes to the hitting? When it comes to hitting, um, let me see. Oh, RBIs, bro. I got 116 RBIs. I mean, uh, off constantly has 116. I have 130 RBIs. Yeah, that's so tops, right? That's tops. Tops is 130, which yeah. is me, and then off constantly is at 116. I, I'm 14 above him. Yeah, and then the next person under that is uh, twelve after runs, and then, right. and then that's it. No one else is in triple digits, so that that's that's that we're pretty up there on that. It's funny that the walks. Uh, there's three teams tied at eighty four walks. Is that right? Yeah, three teams. Eighty four walks. Brody, Brody in the Crocs, me, Doyers, and no need for a name. That's after two and a half weeks. That's after two and a half weeks. Jesus yeah. Christ. 84. Next, the next highest is a 60, 69. <laughs> no, yeah, 69. Uh, our hitters are patient. <laughs> yeah, I keep telling them, you know, Mon says you got to tell your players, you know, to show up. So I, I keep telling them. <laughs> Did we go over averages? Uh, yeah, averages was, uh, the top was uh, came in there. Okay, yeah, that was came in Yeah, yeah. So. That's pretty it, good. He yeah. beat by two. Oh, Interesting, right there. 
Yeah, what about pitching? Down at pitching, let me see. I like that ERA, though. The 272 by the Mons. What's the next? I mean, if you look at 272, what's the highest there? After 272, you got, I want to say, 349. Mighty wow. Blue. Yeah. <laughs> so, wow. That's really eye-opening when you guys, you know, when you look at stats like, oh, you know, the Mons. He, he got lucky or, or fucking pitchers, you know, they pitch great against me. Look at it. I mean, 272 is by far the best, you know. So he's got some pitchers that are not giving up runs. But it's crazy, though, because he, well, it, it, because, well, he has 12 wins by pitchers already, but then he has 11 losses. Yeah, yeah. So his whip is good. Look at his whip. His, his whip and his, and his ERA is the best. So as of right now, when it comes to whip and ERA, Mons has a be- the best team when it comes to, to, to that um the innings i don't really pay a lot of attention to innings because it's just about dropping players and picking up players but the caymans leading the way there um i think the next one would be probably saves and strikeouts i think uh, that's that's key so you got droids with 15 saves so he got some pitching you got some pitching but i think he ain't pitching enough is the problem <laughs> you know what i'm saying we can't you can't win with one inning pitchers, you no, know. No, but that nigga needs to start uh, having his uh, his closer start the game. <laughs> <laughs> we got Ganu with fifteen, 15 saves, saves as well. So well, yeah. his pitching group is great too. Yep, yep. So you can't, you can't, you can't. Shine, and then what about strikeouts? Then we got strikeouts. We got one ninety four by Cayman Riders. Cayman Riders. So you can see. You, you see know, the pattern here? Yeah. Is, is Cayman <laughs> a figure? I don't know. His numbers are good, but like on paper, it just looks ugly. Like, yeah, I don't know. I mean, he he's got a couple of hitting categories. He's got a couple of pitching categories. We gotta give him you know, another week. We gotta give yeah, him we gave him another week. It's just too early, you know. So, um, but um, yeah, like I said, you guys can go into the computer and actually look up these stats, and then obviously it's gonna continue to change throughout the year. But it's something fun to look at. Um, you look at where your team's at and see where you're performing, where, where, where you're lacking. Yeah. Uh, besides these stats, it also um, these are are, are stats uh, uh, versus each other. But there's also ones where it picks the categories. Mm-hmm. So say for example, uh, in home runs, in two weeks you won one week and you lost one week, so you're one and one in home runs. You know, so kind of. Shows so you, you break it down even more. Yeah, it breaks it down even more. So it's fun to look at, guys. So if you guys can get to computer, go ahead and t- uh, take a look at that. It's pretty fun. All right, so um, that does it for season stats and fantasy. Um, we want to move in uh, today since we only have two, two, two of us speaking. We wanted to do two top fives. Um, the top fives we've already um, had a couple, and I think we've had fun with them. So we want to continue to do them. So uh, we picked two topics today. Uh, that we're going to cover. First off is uh, top five stadiums. Um, I will be going over that, and then um, Brody will be going over the top his top five favorite players. Um, so top five stadiums that I want to visit, um, you know, or that just intrigue me just to go visit because whatever the case might be. But first off is Wrigley Field. I've always wanted to sit out in the in the outfield and just you know just take in that. Uh, there's a lot of history there. Just the stadium. I think the vibe is just, you know, I think it would be like a football game. It's just it's live, you know, and I just want to experience that. Fenway Park, I've always wanted to go there, sit on top of the Green Monster. You know, uh, Camden Yards, uh, the Orioles, you know, that's an old school uh, stadium as well. Um, 
Yankee Stadium, obviously, be, you know, I would have loved to see the old stadium and not the new one, you know, but still the Yankee Stadium has a lot of history. Um, but there's also, uh, for my fifth one, there's a, uh, there's a tie between Pittsburgh and St. Louis. I think mm. St. Louis, same thing. It's got a lot of history, you know. Pittsburgh is actually rated as a number one baseball park right now because wow. it's one of the newest, so it's kind of like a little bit more futuristic kind of thing. Um, so it'd be kind of fun to visit one of those parks that they say it's it's one of the best. So that's my five. What do you think? What, what do you got? Um, well, my top two are the same as you. Wrigley Field, same thing for the history. Um, I don't know. I watched the show called um, Undercover Boss, mm-hmm. and uh, the CEO of the Cubs actually came out and they did one on him, and he was like working as a as a hot dog beer distributor. He was uh, working the scoreboard in the back. You know, you got to change it by hand. You can't. Yeah. It's not electric. So wow. I seen all that. Like just being like behind the scenes from that from that alone, like it'd be something to enjoy. Right. Like an original, like from some 1920s type of stuff going right. on. Right, exactly. So that'd be fun to do. Same thing for Fenway. You know, sit on the Green Monster, drink a beer up there, enjoy yeah. the day. You know, something way, way different. You, you don't see that see that in any park. Right. That's what's different about Fenway. Um, right. Same thing, visit the Bronx. You know, go go as a Dodger. Show up to, to the Yanker Stadium, you know what I'm saying? You know, <laughs> show them white knuckles go, go what's from up. The, go from the West Coast all the fucking way to the East Coast and show them what's up. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> but, and then, for my fifth, I got, um, um I have a, wait, well, I didn't even do a, my third, actually. Well, I didn't even yeah, order. Yeah, third AT&T. AT&T. You know, um, I lived in the Bay Area a lot, you know, but. Being younger, I, I guess I, I didn't really go visit the stadium as much. I've been around the area, but I think going to that stadium right next to, you know, the San Francisco Bay, um, the aquariums that they have out in the outfield of the field, um, that uh, Coca-Cola sign. I think I think it looks cool. It's a cool stadium. Yeah. Fuck the Giants, but their shit's legit. <laughs> right? <laughs> Hate them, but their shit's nice. Dude. Right. That's it. And then um, I got a tie with Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh has a skyline in the background of their stadium. And then they're tied to me for fifth with the Blue Jays. Nice. You know, this is Canadian stadium. You go to Canada, you, you know, but they're still part of MLB. So I think I think it's dope. I think it'd be great to see a yeah. Canadian, the Canadian experience. Yeah, that's, that's, I, I, I was thinking that too um, <clears throat> when I was creating my list about uh, maybe a uh, stadium up in Canada. You know, that'd be kind of cool just to, hey, you're watching the game outside of the country, you know, kind of thing. Um, you know, and then and now that Major League Baseball is doing uh, a series in Mexico, <clears throat> A series in Japan mm-hmm. uh, every year. It'd be it'd be kind of cool to go. Uh, I, I wouldn't mind going to Mexico and watching a three game series down with there different you know? fan, with the fans <clears throat> down there, like just the different fans. Like, yeah, you just know, different. Just, you know, get a cup of noodles yeah. down there in the stadium. They don't sell cup of noodles here. Yeah, dude, something, dude. <laughs> you get fucking sued if that that hot water falls on you, dude. <laughs> don't go fucking Mexico. <laughs> I'm sure they serve beat it and all sorts of good yeah, shit. Exactly, too, that's what I'm saying. Hey, it's just been different. You get you know, the whole point the is to enjoy something different. Like we go to Dodger exactly. Stadium, Angel Stadium, but yeah. I think the experience, that's what yeah. we look for on going to another stadium. Exactly. All right, so next we got the top five uh, favorite um, I got, players. I got top best, um, or I guess favorite players of favorite, my era. I would say best because... You know, I'm not going to go with best because, you know, I didn't watch Sandy Koufax um, play... I didn't see Fernando Valenzuela play. Like, you know, I'm, I'm talking about, like, my years when I actually watched baseball and kept up with stuff. Um, number one, I have Ken Griffey Jr. You know, Ken Griffey Jr., I think he put a face on baseball. I yeah. think, you know, back then there was, but, like, 
I think it was more for older folks. I think Ken Griffey Jr. had more, you know, because he had his shoe label, so he had more interaction with a lot more fans mm-hmm. and stuff. So he had his own just video his game. Character. Yeah, he had his own <laughs> video game, his shoes. You know, he, he was yeah. he was a big thing. Like he was the main big thing. Like around, you know, they had basketball had Michael Jordan, baseball had Ken Griffey Jr. That's right. That's right. So I, I think his face. You think of baseball, you think of Ken Griffey Jr. You know, with all the other greats, I think his face pops up in your face every time. Right. Um, number two. Um, he should really be number one, but I like Ken Griffey because it's my era. But Big Poppy, bro. Yeah, Big Poppy, bro. Dude, four days in October, bro. That guy is clutch. <laughs> bro. I don't give a fuck, dude. Yeah, you don't you don't hit a fucking uh, home run in the ninth to tie the game, and then hit a uh, walk off home run in the extra innings to win. <laughs> like, you just don't do that. Like that yeah. shit don't happen. Like, right. and he did it like three or four times within that same series. Like that yeah. shit just it doesn't happen. Like if he don't hit a hit that home run or he didn't hit those extra base hits, like, they don't win. Like, it changes history. Like, it's yeah. just, he's just, wherever he went, he he, he he was never cocky. You know, he he was always great with the gente, everybody. He, he was, he, to me, he's just a respectable guy. He, he was really good. Respected okay. dude. Okay. And then you got to go with Suzuki. You know, he, he's around, been around for 20 years. Yeah. Um, you, think, you think of an Asian Major League Baseball player, Suzuki comes in your mind right away. You know, he retired this year. Right at the beginning of the year, that was really special. Um, he went around, he won his games. Like the dude, the dude, the dude hit two hundred. What was two hundred hits at least every season? Yeah, pretty much every every season. So like consistent, like yeah. it's just you know he spread the he made it more worldwide. He took it to Japan. He brought that game over here. Yeah, we got these Koreans. We got more Asian players. Like it's great. It, it made it international. So I, I I like him for that. Yeah. Um, Mike Piazza. Um, Sammy Sosa, uh, two guys. I think they're they're right there, about the same, you know. Because what they used to do on the field, it wasn't about championship or nothing, but just the excitement they brought to baseball. Mm-hmm. And the number five, I have it. I want to give it. I want to go with. Uh, I probably go like the whole Boston team, like everybody that won that first World Series in what oh four. Yeah, I think it was oh four. Yeah, Pedro Martinez, you know Manny Ramirez, um, the Lion Head fool. Um, Kurt Schilling's, like, it, it was just, that whole team, like, it just, I don't know, it just, to me, it opened more baseball up to me, like, it, it just made it, like, how, how incredible the game is, like, it, it was just crazy, so, that's my top players, I think, of okay. my time, my generation. Cool, cool. all right, so, uh, in mine, um, so, first, uh, my favorite player of all time is Fernando Valenzuela, you know, I used to, uh, my dad, back in the early 80s, he used to sit around, he, he would watch the Dodger game, and, uh, you know, and we would turn down the volume on the TV, and then we'd turn on the Spanish radio, and my dad would listen to the entire game, and I'd be right there watching him. So I watched Fernando play from, from his early years, and that's what got me into baseball, that's what got me and my dad always rooting for the Dodgers was Fernando. Uh, Fernando Mania, in the early 80s, man, it was, it was the biggest thing. This guy, this kid coming out of Mexico and just... You know, pitching his heart out. Even even when he pitched for the Angels, or even when he he went out and pitched for the Padres, he was still good. I think uh, he just didn't get a lot of run support, but he was he was good. He still had some stuff, but I mean the guy, the way the guy just pitched, it was just great. He put his it, best out there every time, man. Put his best. Everything I got Fernando. Is... Every time I go to Dodger game, I take my Fernando Valenzuela jersey. You know, so uh, that's that's definitely my favorite uh, baseball player of all time. My favorite. Um, Next, um, you know, I got uh, Greg Maddox as number two. 
Uh, Greg Maddox was a beast. You know? Greg Maddox was um, just a pitcher that, that, that really, you know, he wasn't really dominant, but then he learned how to pitch. And then uh, everything that he did was just, his ERA was ridiculous. In 94, 1.56. In 95, 1.63. You know, um, he, it was ridiculous. Over 23 years, his ERA was 3.16. But there was a period of time there with Atlanta. Uh, I think it was from like 93 to about 03, where this guy he was just he was a man. He, they call him the professor for a reason. That's pretty. He's a bad. That's ass. a dope name. Badass. Um, next up, um, next that I have is uh, Tony Gwynn. Okay. Uh, I don't know if you guys remember him, uh, the Padres. Uh, this guy was he's one of the best hitters of all time. And and a lot of it was in the early '90s when you guys were still, you know, in diapers, probably. <laughs> but Tony Gwynn is is the the closest guy to co- to come to hitting 400 for a season. That's pretty good. Uh, he hit 394.394 in '94. In uh, '87, he hit 3.370. In '95, he hit 368. Damn. In '96, he hit 3.53. 97 hit 372. His hitting average for his 20-year career is 338. That's really good. <laughs> this guy was a man. That's like, like playoff. That's like people's playoff numbers. So like, exactly. that's only like a three-game series and, and, type of shit. And that's for his career. So it was really, really exciting. I mean, he was always with the Padres, a little chunky guy. You know, uh, um, he passed away not too long ago. So, uh, but he's in the Hall of Fame. But uh, this guy was really. He was really fun to watch because you know anytime he went up there he wasn't going to strike out much he he was he was going to put the ball in play so um next up you know I don't get I at first I never gave this guy a lot of credit and I, I kind of take it back but Derek Jeter um this guy I always thought that he was just on a good team he was an average player on a good team and he benefited from you know overspending and just having good teams and stuff like that but you look at his stats and you look what he did and you look at the clutch stuff that this guy did, you know, um, he, he they call him the captain, right? I mean, this this guy, he did a lot, a, a lot for baseball um, when it comes to that position. Um, you know, so Derek Jeter, he, he, he's, he's, he was a very good baseball player and he deserves a lot of credit. Um, and my last one, um, you know, I, I, I picked Randy Johnson. This guy was a beast when he was in Seattle. When he was with uh, with Arizona, I mean, this guy hit a pigeon one time. You know, he hit a pigeon. I've seen that. He they had a fucking to, they pigeon. Tried animal cruelty. They tried to get him. Yeah. animal cruelty. So when he, he, I mean, this guy was so accurate. He hit a pigeon in mid-flight while throwing the pitch. <laughs> but he was he was badass. Uh, I, I he a lot of strikeouts, a lot of high heat. This guy was just ruthless when it came down to. Uh, to pitch and so, um, so uh, uh, that's my top five. But going back to uh, to Derek Jeter, I think uh, the Brody and the Crocs wanted to play a little something for you guys. Bronx, October, Game Seven of the World Series. All the marbles, high pressure, unruly crowd, and I pulled tunnel to it. And I saw a shadowy figure in the tunnel. I told him to stop. Whoa, whoa, whoa! Finally, pulled my gun. The deadly weapon started running. Don't make me shoot, I'll do it. Are you deaf? You hear me, you freeze? You dick. I'm Derek Jeter. You shot me. 
You cost me 20 grand on that game. Douchebag. Cost the city a championship. I was being groomed for a top position in Homicide, and I'm stuck with a desk jockey partner. Everybody calls me the Yankee Clipper. Because you shot Derek Jeter! He's a biracial angel. You should have shot A-Rod. <laughs> You should have shot A-Rod. You should have shot A-Rod. <laughs> uh, that was a clip from the other guys, Mark Wahlberg shooting Derek Jeter coming down the tunnel. Uh, really, really funny clip. Uh, but <laughs> that's just funny. Thank you should have shot A-Rod. <laughs> Thank you for that clip. That was funny. All right, guys. Um, next up, we got two cents. Um, I, I want to really talk about um, trades. I, I think... We've had a couple of trades go through this year. In early, fantasy. early. Yeah, early trades. And <clears throat> just like I mentioned in, in, in the chat, I think they're B and C players. They're not really major trades. These aren't blockbuster trades. And that's okay. And that's okay. It's something, if you think it's going to help your team or you're willing to give a guy up to, to help you in another category, hey, the more, I mean, more well, to power you, to you, you, right? The power to you. But the reason why I think fantasy trades fail most of the time you know, someone says, hey, I need a closer or I need a, a starter, right? When that happens is that uh, people start offering bench players. They start saying, I'll give you this guy, the, the, a guy that they, they don't even want to start or a guy that's just extra on their bench or the guy they can't utilize. You, you know, and, and that, guys, I mean, it's up to you guys what you offer. I'm not telling you what to do, but, you know, if, if you really want to trade with somebody... What you should do is, is um, you know, find out what that team needs. And if you really want to pull off a trade, if there's a player that you really want, offer somebody that they really need and a fair trade. Trade rapes gets thrown around a lot, just like I told you guys. But most of the trades are fair because you need this, I need that, let's trade, Right. But where where everything fails is when, you know, we try to up come up on it, right? We try to you know trade rape somebody, you know, and and that's why trades don't work because we're offering little value, you know. Um, if you pick up a player off the waiver wire and he's doing hot, you want to sell him high. I understand that that happens. Or if you have a a a, a good name player who's struggling, you have to sell low. You can't sell on his name alone. Yeah. So there's a lot of things to look at when it comes to the trade. But, you know, you, you, you can't say, hey, I picked this guy off the waiver wire two weeks ago. He's doing really good. I'll trade you for your number three draft pick. You know, that, that, that's not going to work, even if he's struggling, right? So if you guys want trades to work or if you guys really want to improve your team, be fair to each other. Offer good people to get good people. Sometimes you do have to give up one of those players you do plug in as a starter every day that they do play mm -hmm. to make the trade happen, you mm -hmm. know. Maybe they got to add someone else. Maybe you're the player you got to give up is maybe, you know, maybe more valuable than just that one player. Maybe you do get another C, a C with the, with the, maybe with a B plus or, or a minus type of player, you know. Right. But, so I'll give you an example. I, I, I talked to Los Halos the other day and I told him, I said, what do you want for Vladimir Guerrero Jr.? He hasn't played a single game this year, right? And I asked him what he wanted, and he said, oh, I don't know. And I and, and, uh, found out what he needed. He needed a closer, and I offered him Carpenter and a closer for Vlad, who hasn't played a single game. But that's because I want that guy, right? Yeah. So I'm willing to give up Carpenter and the closer. 
So I'm I'm helping up in two areas for a guy that hasn't played. I think that's fair. He found it intriguing. He's thinking about it. But I'm not gonna say I'll give you Vlad. You got him in in this round. I'm gonna give you this guy that I picked up three weeks ago. Because I know? feel that's what he's worth. Exactly. Right? When the guy hasn't even played. So exactly. Yeah, you, I'm the one that. If I'm, you want him, you're gonna have to give something up. And I'm the to one make that initiated that conversation. So I'm the one that should be willing to give up somebody. You know what I mean? So just a little uh, word of advice there, guys. Uh, if you go on straights to work, be fair to each other. And it's going to work. Next, uh, Brody, what do you got for two cents? Well, my two cents, are, it, it was more of a question. Um, you know, we have, we, have a, we have a text group chat going, and um, there's a few of us on there besides the, the regular baseball fantasy chat. You know, um, and Cayman came up with the question. He asked me, how did I feel about Puig when he was a Dodger? And um, that's the first part of the question. So the first part I'm answering now. So I like Queen. I actually I, I I didn't just like him because you know his antics, what he did on the field and stuff. But I, I like this story. You know, you, you know the, the 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 stuff with the you know how they closed the Cuban the Cuban crisis. Now you know <laughs> they ain't letting us over no more. They closed down like. You know that wasn't in place when Puig came to the league, so he got had to, he had to get smuggled in, and mm-hmm. you know who knows what what he had to go through just to be on the majors, to be on TV right now. Like, right. who really knows what what the sacrifice of that was? So like to me, that was some respect that I had for him already from that. You know, like, and then when he came in, he honestly was hot as fuck. Like, he was the hottest baseball prospect come up at the time. Like, the Cuban came out of nowhere. The wild horse. He came out of nowhere. The wild horse. Like, where the hell did this kid come from? Like, the power. The You can't run on Puig from freaking outfield to third base. Like, he's going to get you out. Yeah. A lot of people tested that arm, and they and a lot of people paid for it. Yeah. Like, he, he was a great player, but um, the, the second part was, how did they feel after they traded him? And how how are my thoughts about him now? Well, like like after you know what people have said, what he said, what players have said, like I get it. He he did kind of need some discipline. He he did need some guidance, and um, that was I think part of his character. That you know you know guy comes from an island. He he's not guided. He's not taught. He's not tutored his whole life. So you know he comes in. I think maybe it's a it, it, I don't know how he feels. It's a lot of money. It's you know it's a lot. It's a big league. It's a, you know it, it's a lot of things, but. I think maybe yeah he he you know you you give a guy that has twenty dollars in their pocket and you trade him ten grand for it like what do you think he's gonna do he's gonna blow it go do a whole bunch of craziness like you know maybe it, the game you know he loves the game but then he's grateful also for the game you know what it gave it to him so I think he also is enjoying life as far as playing the game and enjoying life so I don't I don't I think maybe he did lose a couple focus here and there and. There were some plays where he thought, where he just wanted to, you know, overpower on the hit on the ball, and and sometimes it didn't pay off, and it and it cost us dearly sometimes on games or stuff in certain situations. But I, I don't hate him. I have no hate. He was part of a trade. Dodgers obviously they 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 gave him a chance two years ago. They sent him to the minors. They they brought him back. He helped us and win games toward to get to the World Series two years in a row. So there's a lot to respect. A lot a lot a lot to love. Compared to the hate, you know, media will always blow things out of proportion, but, you know, I wish him good luck. 
I, I have I have no hard feelings against him. He, he was great for us. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I, I I agree with you. I I, I think uh, Kamian kind of posed this question a little bit because uh, um, I, I I think um, he because of the fight that happened last week. But um, I think Kamian's always had a, a little bit extra hatred for Puig. I think he always thought he was a showboat or that he wasn't as good enough as he portrayed. And he was a Dodger and he's an Angels fan. Um, but when it co- and, and, and you know, and I told this to Kamen before, you know, I followed uh, uh, Puig on Instagram and I saw all the stuff that he did for the community, all the stuff that he posted and everything. So, I mean, the, the guy, the, he was thankful for what he, he had gotten and he was giving back and everything. And he it was fun to watch. You know, just like it is right now, is like the, the Major League Baseball slogan is let the kids play, right? They want these guys to show emotion. And I think uh, some people just take that emotion the wrong way. You know, but uh, Puig, you know, it was part of a business deal. I don't think that 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 we got rid of him because we couldn't control him or he wasn't good enough. I think we got rid of him because uh, we were really trying to get Harper. I think that was the major goal there. We have a lot of outfielders. You guys can see what the Dodgers have. And and, and Puig, once his contract was up, he's going, he was going to demand a lot more money as well. So I think it was a business decision. I don't think it had anything to do with his attitude, but uh, that's just my opinion. Well. All right. So um, all right. So we only got 15 minutes left. So what we're going to do is uh, we're going to do some uh, rapid-fire questions here. A couple uh, fastballs. We'll, fast yeah, balls. a couple fastballs. And then we'll see if we can get through this real quick. Um, Chris Davis, I don't know if you guys know. Well, there's two Chris Davises, right? The one with the K. <laughs> and there's a K for a reason in his name. Uh, <laughs> George Onzom, Chris Davis from from um, Oaktown. From Oaktown. Um, this guy has hit 247 the last four years. That's .247. Uh, will Chris Davis hit 247 for this year? What do you think? I think he will. <laughs> I think I don't think he's gonna change anything if it's working. You know what I'm saying? He's not gonna change it. There's only he can only do better. That's the thing. You know, so he can't he can't get any worse. Uh, I don't know if he can do. Yeah, you never know. Oakland's been doing good, and he's right now as of right now he he already has ten home runs, dude. Like he he's leading the home runs. You know he he's, but, but it's him. It was either a strikeout or a home run, pretty much. I mean that's what it boils down to when it comes to. You know, uh, but you're hitting 248. You gonna hate on that? You gonna let him get those strikeouts and get those that one on one? Those are numbers, you know, judge numbers. <laughs> no, right? and we, we we hate on judge and we hate on. But those Statton. guys, but th- those guys, they'll go 0 for four at least three games in a row or some crap, dude. Them, I, them is one out of ten, two out of ten at least. I mean, Chris Davis right now with ten home runs, he's hitting 264. See? That's only 15 points higher than this, bro. He goes over three. He's down to 247. Well, he's trying to hit his average. <laughs> hey, at least it's consistent. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> all right. You can't so, be mad at that. All right. Rapid fire. Uh, who's your biggest surprise when it comes to um, these guys? Uh, leading the league in hitting, well, Major League Baseball, Tim Anderson, shortstop for the White Sox, hitting 429. Cody Bellinger having 22 runs. Chris Davis having 10 home runs, Domingo Santana having 23 RBIs, or D. Gordon having 7 stolen bases. I, I want to go with Domingo Santana, dude, just because the Mariners are, are supposedly a rebuilding team, mm-hmm. a team that honestly is considered not to be even, you know, fighting for anything or, or you know, anything. Wait, don't you team. have this guy? No, I have, um, I have, um, 
You have the other Santana. I have the other Santana oh, from so Indians. You got, the, you got the shitty one. No, I got the good Santana. <laughs> he, this is the hot Santana. Okay. I got the good Santana, you know? So All he right. can go out anytime, but right. he, 23 RBIs, dude, after about three weeks of baseball or something, you know, that's pretty good. Like, right, right. What's his average? His average right now is what? Oh, I don't know. Who I don't him? think we have time to look at it. Uh, let's move on. All right. Um, so next, who's your biggest surprise in team? Um, as far as record-wise right now. I'm going to go with Tampa Bay Rays, bro. You have to. Tampa Bay Rays. Chris Snell. My nigga Glass now. Yeah. And then they have uh, they have one more pitcher. Their three guys are really good. Well, and then and then their hitting is really good, too. They're like, they're, well, overall, they're doing really good right now. If you remember last year, they actually traded Archer to Pittsburgh for Pittsburgh two players. Wanted him. Pittsburgh for two, wanted yeah, him. For two yeah. players. You remember who those players were? Glass now. Glass now. And Austin Meadows, my yes. outfielder. Okay, this guy was uh, top five uh, a couple years ago. Uh, this guy's hit lights out right now. So, really, obviously, this trade is really right now uh, uh, help Tampa. Help Tampa Bay a lot. They've got off to a good start. They got a good young team and good young pitching. So I'm that, and I think Seattle too. The Mariners uh, are Seattle, awesome. I think, is supposed to be kind of rebuilding, and they've got off to a strong start, and mm-hmm. they got pitching and hitting. So. Um, good for them. I don't um, want to throw in San Diego. San Diego. San Diego. I they're not doing the great, great, but right. they're doing they're doing better than they have in a few years. That so. that doesn't surprise me. You know, just uh, it's just like the bet I have with Cayman that the the Padres will have more wins than the. That's the why I just brought year. it up, just so you can. Talk you know, about. <laughs> um, the Padres have a have a farm system right now where they got a lot of prospects coming up. They brought up Tatis Jr. early. Uh, you know, they got Machado. I, I think they're on, on pace. So, um, yeah, Padres, definitely a little surprising as well for some people. All right, guys. Um, so we have our last um, our last bit. Of, we got like 10 minutes left. Uh, Major League Baseball news. Um, Chris Davis hits his first home run after being in, a, in, the, in that long slump. What do you think of that? You think of picking him up? I honestly was looking at him today. I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to lie. You know, he's hitting like 350 right now, you know what I'm saying? But, you know, off the, off this week, so he's 3 for 43. His batting <laughs> average is .071, you know. It's hot, you know. It's hot right now, but you know what I'm saying? Like, I think I should pick him up now and then try to do a Cayman and try to sell him high. He's high right now, dude. Yeah, he's, he's, he's hot right now. Or like a shoemaker trade, dude. Try to sell him while he's hot, dude. But I looked at him. I'm not going to lie. I looked All at right, him because right. I know he's out there. Okay. Nobody <laughs> leaves in that year now. That's really only the baseball news I have besides uh, this last topic that I want to end with. Um, uh, so today, guys, is obviously, as you know, is Jackie Robinson Day. Um, uh, for, uh, on April 15th of 1997, a Major League Baseball, on the 50th anniversary of Jackie Robinson's first game, they decided to retire the number 42. Yep. At that time... 13 players had number 42. Mm-hmm. So they, they really couldn't say, hey, well, you can't wear this number anymore, right? So they told those 13 players, you can wear your that number 42 until, until you retire. You're allowed to wear it for the rest of your career, right? Um, some of these names included, and I don't think you'll recognize most of them. Mo Vaughn, we recognize him. Butch Husky. Kirk Reeder. Scott Carl, Mark Segman. Yeah. And Mariano Rivera. And Mariano Rivera. And that leads me to my last point. 
Mariano Rivera, out of those 13 players, he was actually the last one to retire with that number. Um, so if you actually Google it, um, a lot of people ask, why can't you wear number 42? Why was Mariano Rivera wearing number 42? And that's a little trivia there is basically when they retired the, 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 the number 42 for every single team in 97, um, those 13 players were allowed to, 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 to keep that number. To the end of their careers. And, and you know, and, and you would think that uh, some of these names that I mentioned, you know, that they were wearing 42, they were wearing it probably as an honor, right? But not because they were good, because we didn't haven't heard half of these bombs. Yeah, hell yeah. Right? You know what I'm saying? It, it, it's like you're a bench player in the NBA, but you want to wear number 23. Get the <laughs> fuck out of here. You can't do that shit. Right? Yeah, hell no. Nah. And I, I think eventually something like this. I mean, Jackie Robinson was a completely different story. I mean, he broke the color barrier. Uh, but I think like a Michael Jordan type of player, because he's been regarded as one of the best all time, I wouldn't mind seeing the NBA retire number 23 for every single uh, team, you know, um, but that's something different. He has obviously didn't do something like Jackie Robinson did, you know, um, and something that we celebrate every single year. It's, it's kind of like an unwritten room basketball right now. Yeah. Like no one, I think LeBron's the last person with the number 23. Yeah, him and I think like one or other player, but that I think that's it. Like yeah, they, it's, they it's talked about it when he changed right. to number six. Right, they right. talked about it. Right. So, but, but no, but the forty-two is a bigger meaning than that. Yeah, it's, exactly. It's a, a life-changing, right? You know, league-changing thing that happened in the history, and it always be remembered. You know, that's why every team today is wearing number forty-two. Exactly. And it, it, it's fun to see because uh, the announcer is like coming up to bat number forty-two, and every time he says that for every single player that comes mm-hmm. up. Um, so you're wearing, uh, I was watching the Dodger game, and they got obviously their regular number on their helmet, but they got, four, everybody's got 42, and uh, obviously um, they don't have their names on the back, so it's kind of cool, it's old school, right, so, that's but nice um, that's pretty much what we got, guys, I mean, um, you know, uh, hopefully next week we'll have um, a little bit more uh, people involved in it. Uh, kind of plans fell apart at the end there, but um, hopefully uh, the things we put together you guys really liked. Um, if you guys have any suggestions, like always, uh, let us know. Uh, this app actually allows you to leave a voicemail um, for us if you want to criticize uh, uh, on the side. Yeah, Texas, don't <laughs> be a bitch and say it on a voicemail. Nobody uses voicemail. Uh, I, I was uh, off constantly left us a mo- voice message last week saying, "Good podcast." But he did? Yeah. Well, all motherfuckers hit. So, yeah. So, um, th- this app allows us to do stuff like that. But, uh, or again, you, we can go on to the chat in, in the fantasy group and then, uh, and then leave us suggestions or things that you guys want to see. Um, other than that, guys, I mean, this is a commish. Uh, wish you guys a good week and uh, good luck in fantasy baseball. And we'll see you next week. All right, guys. Brody and the Crocs, we out. We out.